Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. A straightforward timeline of the FCC's twisty DDoS debacle by Clint Finley. For anyone watching the net neutrality debate unfold, it feels like a never-ending, ever-evolving, complicated saga of a complicated topic. So here's one more tick to track in the timeline. Earlier this month, the Federal Communication Commission's Office of the Inspector General released a report saying the agency misled Congress and the public last year when it claimed its site was the victim of a cyber attack in 2017. This particular drama started last year when comedian John Oliver urged viewers of his show last week tonight to file comments through the FCC's website asking the FCC to preserve its net neutrality rules. The next day, the FCC's site went unresponsive. Rather than blaming the traffic generated by Oliver's show, the FCC claimed it was the victim of a distributed denial of service, or DDoS, attack, meaning that someone had deliberately tried to overload its servers and cause them to crash. Security experts, journalists, and Congress immediately questioned the claim, but FCC Chair Ajit Pai assured both houses of Congress that the agency had evidence of an attack. Now, the FCC's Office of the Inspector General is saying those claims, which were written in part by former FCC Chief Information Officer David Bray, were misleading. At best, the published reports were the result of a rush to judgment and the failure to conduct analyses needed to identify the true cause of the disruption to system availability, the report concludes. Rather than engaging in a concerted effort to understand better the systematic reasons for the incident, certain managers and staff at the commission mischaracterized the event to the office of the chairman as resulting from a criminal act rather than apparent shortcomings in the system. In a statement ahead of the public release of OIG report, Pai placed the blame for misleading Congress on Bray. I am deeply disappointed that the FCC's former chief information officer, CIO, who was hired by the prior administration and is no longer with the commission, provided inaccurate information about this incident to me, my office, Congress, and the American people, Pai wrote. This is completely unacceptable. 
I'm also disappointed that some working under the former CIO apparently either disagreed with the information that he was presenting or had questions about it, yet didn't feel comfortable communicating their concerns to me or my office. Then, this week, FCC Chair Ajit Pai told the Senate that he knew the Investigator General's office considered the explanation given to Congress misleading as far back as January, but was asked not to discuss the issue with anyone because of a potential criminal investigation into the matter. Although the OIG report doesn't suggest that Pai deliberately misled Congress, it doesn't let FCC management off the hook entirely. According to the report, management knew in advance that Oliver was planning a net neutrality segment, but says there's no evidence that they shared this information with the IT staff, despite the fact that an episode of the show may have taken down the agency's comment system before. Understanding the ins and outs of what went on and who knew what and when is confusing, so we've arranged a timeline of events to help explain, starting back in 2014, when, in a sort of deja vu moment, the FCC comment site crashed following a clip by John Oliver and Bray told the press it was the result of a DDoS attack. Here we go. June 1st, 2014. On his show last week tonight, comedian John Oliver calls on viewers to file comments in support of net neutrality through the FCC's website. The FCC's comment system experienced an outage shortly after, and a spokesperson blamed high volumes of traffic. In the following weeks, then-FCC CIO David Bray frequently highlights the agency's aging software. The commenting system was nearly two decades old at the time. June 10, 2014. Citing an anonymous source, Vice Motherboard reports that the outage was caused by a DDoS attack. The FCC quickly denied that the outage was caused by a malicious attack. Four years later, Gizmodo reports that Motherboard's source was David Bray. July 15, 2014. The FCC comment system goes down again ahead of the deadline to file a comment on the net neutrality proposal the FCC was considering at the time. The agency once again blames heavy load for the outage. October 14, 2015. Bray tells Radio News that the agency had migrated more than 200 servers to a commercial cloud provider as part of an effort to modernize its infrastructure. January 23, 2017. Ajit Pai is appointed FCC chair. Spring 2017. A producer for Last Week Tonight contacts the FCC regarding a follow-up segment on net neutrality. According to a recently released report from the FCC's Office of the Inspector General, OIG, FCC management declined to speak with the producer, and there's no record that anyone alerted Bray or the agency's IT staff that another television segment was in the works. May 7, 2017. John Oliver once again encourages viewers to file comments through the FCC, this time presenting two different URLs that forward users directly to the relevant page on the FCC's website. 
The next day, May 8, 2017, the FCC comments site crashes. That same day, Bray, still the FCC CIO, issues a press release claiming that the agency's analysis concluded that morning's outage was caused by a DDoS attack, despite, according to the OIG report, being warned by an expert that the outage was probably caused by traffic generated by the television segment and not a DDoS attack. The OIG would later conclude that the outage was actually likely due to a 3,116% increase in traffic to the FCC comment system between May 7th and May 8th. May 9, 2017, Senators Ron Wyden, Democrat Oregon, and Brian Schatz, Democrat Hawaii, send Pai a letter requesting more information about the alleged attack. June 5, 2017, NextGov reports that Bray will leave the FCC in late July. Bray eventually takes a job as executive director of the nonprofit People-Centered Internet Initiative. June 15, 2017, Pai sends a letter partially authored by Bray to the senators calling the outage, quote, a non-traditional DDoS attack. According to the OIG report, this letter contained a number of misleading technical claims and misstated the timing of the comment system outage. June 21, 2017, the OIG opens an investigation initially into whether computer crimes had been committed and, if so, who committed them. But the investigation soon expands to determine what had caused the outage, what steps the FCC took in response, and the agency's explanation of the event. July 19, 2017, Gizmodo reports that in response to a Freedom of Information request for more information about how the FCC concluded that the outage was caused by a malicious attack, the agency claimed not to have any records of its analysis of the incident. July 24, 2017, Pi takes a meeting with the acting FCC CIO Christine Calvosa and FCC IT contractor Tony Summerlin, who reaffirmed Bray's account and did not indicate any disagreement with Bray's assessment, according to Pi's response to the Inspector General's report. January 4, 2018. Concerned about laws against lying to Congress, the OIG refers its investigation into the response to the outage to the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia. Pai later claims that he was asked at this time not to discuss the investigation with anyone. June 5, 2018. In a blog post published in response to a Gizmodo story about emails Bray sent to reporters in 2017, Bray claims, quote, whether the correct phrase is denial of service or bot swarm or something hammering the application programming interface, API, of the commenting system, the fact is something odd was happening in May 2017. June 7, 2018, the U.S. Attorney's Office declines prosecution, according to the Inspector General report. August 6, 2018, Pi releases a statement blaming Bray for providing inaccurate information. The next day, August 7, 2018, the Office of the OIG publishes its report concluding that, at best, the FCC rushed to judgment and failed to conduct appropriate analysis. August 16, 2018, at a Senate oversight hearing, Pai confirms that he knew about the OIG's conclusion in January, but didn't update Congress because he was asked not to discuss the issue with anyone.
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.